This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast. I'm DJ Short and with me here once again is Scott Pianowski from Yahoo. Scott, Welcome back, man. We had Shelly uh, pinch hitting for you on Monday. She did a great job, but good to see you. How was your uh, vacation? It was excellent. Um, the only downside is I think I brought home a sinus infection, but uh, thank you to Austin for a wonderful, what was it, five days, I guess it was. A lot of great food, a lot of great golf. Hung out with my my dear friend David and um, was a very, to be honest, was very passively engaged in, in sports. I didn't watch any of the NHL playoffs. I um, I kept track of my baseball teams. Some leagues I made bids. Some teams I didn't. So back in the swing of things, though, baseball never sleeps. So let's uh, try to give the people some help today. Yeah, we're live on Twitch this afternoon. So if you're checking out the show there, thank you very much. Also, a big thanks to those listening in podcast form or watching later on YouTube. This is our Wednesday show, which means that it's Waiver Wire Wednesday. Scott and I will each offer five recommendations ranging from more shallow leagues to deeper formats. So hopefully a little bit of something for everyone to take away from today's show. Uh, If you've listened to our Wednesday shows or watched our Wednesday shows so far, you know that we do our pitch clock. But we are also open to feedback, which we hope MLB is too, open to feedback and adjustments of the rules. So for this week, we are changing the pitch clock to 40 seconds uh, to make it a little bit tougher to squeeze in your pitch. So we're going to give it a try this week, and you know we'll continue to listen to your feedback and, and adjust as needed. But today, it's my turn on the clock. You are on the clock, and I get to decide who I want to hear you pitch. And we are a Pirates-friendly show. Um, we've given a lot of Pirate recommendations. So I know Jack Sawinski is somebody on your list. Let's put you on the clock. You can sell us on Jack Sawinski. Yeah, so uh, Jack Sawinski currently available in 76% of Yahoo leagues. Also a great start. Any 269, five home runs. Granted, three of those came in Colorado. One off of a position player is pitching. But what I like about Sawinski so far this year is that he is elite in terms of not chasing this season, not going outside the strike zone. A big difference from last year. And then you look at the quality of contact, exit velocity, 90th percentile, hard hit percentage, 88th percentile, barrel percentage, 98th percentile. So more selectivity, hitting the ball extremely hard. Go out and get the power. He could be a power breakout candidate this year. And I also want to add, I know I'm going past the clock here, but love it. Sprint speed for Jack Sawinski, 89th percentile. And you look at his minor league numbers, there's not a ton of stolen bases there. But a player like that, especially in this environment, 
where teams are being more aggressive, I think this is the kind of player you need to watch where teams are looking at this data and they're saying, hey, you could you could sneak 10, 15 stolen bases just by accident here this season. I think Sawinski uh, is a really intriguing player. I love that you talk through the horn, which is outstanding. I think the 40-second adjustment is a great move. One time, one of Dick Vitale's daughters, I think it was, said that dad always talks to the, the answering machine beep. He always talked to the beep. He'd be <laughs> mid-sentence and then he'd get cut off. I believe it. Though, yeah, I believe <laughs> it. And and uh, you ran through the stop sign. I think that's outstanding. And uh, is it fun to see the Pirates in first place in that division oh, yeah. playing great baseball? All for it. Uh, my first recommendation, I'm going to admit, this is a guy I, I should have been hip to and I haven't been. Drew Smiley. His last 26 starts dating back to the beginning of last year, 3.41 ERA, 1.14 whip. That plays in any format. And we always talk about, yeah, it's early in the season. What stats can we trust right now? A walk strikeout rate is always going to be near the top of that list. He's got five walks and 23 strikeouts. I know it's his age 34 season, but sometimes lefties age a little bit more gracefully. And the Cubs are a better team than I expected. So uh, Drew Smiley is under 50% rostered. I think he should be maybe around 70% rostered. Let's fix that. Yeah, he's also using a, a bit a bit different shapes of his pitches than he has in the past. The Cubs are calling it like a unicorn curve or like a churve, which actually feeds in well to my next recommendation. But the Cubs have been a very sneaky team so far. They're pesky. They're a pesky team. I like the lineup. Uh, Justin Steele is emerging as maybe, you know, I wouldn't say an ace necessarily, but who knows? I mean, he's showing frontline potential dating back to the All-Star break. Last year, the Cubs rotation has been a really pleasant surprise so far. We'll see if Jameson Tyone uh, can get healthy and add to that mix because I think he has quite a bit of upside as well. Uh, but mentioning the churve, I'm going to hop over to my next recommendation. That's Joey Lucchese with the Mets. And talking about teams who are expected to have good rotations, the Mets were near the top of that list. But Verlander on the IL, Jose Quintana, uh, Carlos Carrasco went on the IL last week. Uh, Max Scherzer suspended for the stickiness. And even before that, he didn't really look like himself. But Joey Lucchese made a season debut last Friday against the Giants. It was actually his return from Tommy John surgery. And he looked awesome. Uh, struck out nine batters over seven scoreless innings against the Giants. And Lucchese's been relevant in fantasy leagues before. He's had these, these runs that he's gone on with this churve. Granted, uh, he doesn't throw hard. I mean, in that start last Friday against the Giants, he barely broke 90. You know, that's not he's not going to overpower anybody. But can he keep teams off balance for a little while? I think he can. And at the very least, because we're not mentioning like Tanner Bybee in this episode, you know, he's not one of our recommendations today. Obviously, go out and get t- Tanner Bybee. See, see what happens. You know what I mean? But Joey Lucchese, I'm looking more short term. Uh, Verlander not back yet. Uh, Scherzer still suspended, although I, he'll be back this weekend. But David Peterson really struggling too. Lucchese gets the Nationals on Thursday, and that's a that's a gimme matchup. Like, just stream them, see what happens. I'm not necessarily expecting to keep Lucchese all season, but he could he could hold down a spot in this rotation for a little bit. So I think he makes sense as a short term ad. Totally agree. And anytime you see a big strikeout game, you almost have to follow it and see if anything comes to it. It really plays nice with the schedule, as you mentioned, getting Washington on Thursday. My next pickup be another case of following the strikeouts. Matt Strom, 27 strikeouts in 18 innings. Anybody who's doing that, you got to grab him. I know he doesn't have elite control, but he's only walking three and a half batters per nine. We can live with that. 
his fastball, curveball, and slider all grayed out as plus pitches. And he also we all, a lot of times we like to talk about hacks, fantasy little tips, and, and shortcuts you can take. Strom also qualifies at relief pitcher in Yahoo, and that's really advantageous in, like, say, some head-to-head formats. If you're just going to go for the max amount of starts, maybe you punted saves, you can slide Strom into that RP slot. So that's just a little bit of a a hack that will apply in some leagues, maybe not in others. But mostly I'm excited about the strikeouts tied to a Phillies team that probably is going to win around 90 ball games. Count me in on Matt Strom. So I want to mention here the, the Yankees and the Twins are playing currently. The Yankees are up big. Uh, Aaron Judge made a slide into third base. Uh, I think it was in the second inning, and he his hand rolled in a very awkward fashion, and he could be seen flexing it in the dugout. Uh, that's something we're gonna have to watch. Maybe by the time you guys listen to this show, uh, we'll know a little bit more. But obviously, uh, concerning development there with Aaron Judge, we'll have to track that. Could, could it be the Roto World uh, Fantasy Baseball Magazine cover jinx? Yeah, yeah. That'd be a play. You had, be. you had to switch your covers, man. I know you had know. some other covers up there. You put Judge yeah. up, he gets hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, DJ, I need you here doing good things for the people. I, take it, I take literally just hung this poster up about two hours ago. Mm-hmm. So it is my fault. Let's it is your fault, for sure. Just, just like when I gave all the Brett Beatty advice and then he, he hurt his thumb like 24 <laughs> hours later. We are obviously yeah. the black cats of fantasy advice this year, but... Yes. Uh, but by the way, I didn't mention Domingo Herman, who's pitching today against the Twins, in part because he was pitching today, and we have mentioned him on this show before. Uh, he had a, a big strikeout game a couple weeks ago against the Twins. He's somebody who I think in the medium and shallow league should be rostered. I just keep an eye on Herman. No, no, by the time you mention this, for all I know, he may have allowed eight runs. He's been pretty good through the first three in that game. No, he's but, been uh, good. He's been somebody good. you should keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, he was really impressive uh, to start out the game. He's off to a good start this season. Someone who is not off to a good start this season is Miguel Vargas. Um, He's available in 63% of Yahoo leagues. And Vargas was someone I hyped as a rookie of the year candidate. Um, Not really seeing a lot so far. He's hitting 231, zero homers through 22 games. Um, Been dropped in a a bunch of leagues. Um, And it's really easy to like just recommend someone who's doing well. You know what I mean? But I'm looking at Vargas right now, and I'm seeing someone who has a very good approach at the plate. Uh, 16 strikeouts against 15 walks. His expected batting average is actually 287. His expected slugging percentage is 420. Uh, Vargas has hit safely in each of his last three games, so maybe you know he's starting to heat up a little bit. Had 17 home runs and 16 steals in 113 games in AAA last season. So. I would I would be careful here. Like, you know, I think at the very least, if you're in a deeper league, you probably are holding on to him, especially with that second base eligibility. But if you're in a shallower league, maybe pick him up and at least keep him on your bench for a little bit. See how this develops. I think we're going to see mixed league relevancy from Vargas and a lineup that I think still has a chance to be very good. I like it. Um, again, a case of following the walks and the strikeouts and anybody – who has a walk strikeout rate around one is usually a good hitter. Um, I think Vargas has been unlucky to this point, and he's got to turn it around. And even if it's not the Dodgers lineup we've seen the last few years, we know they lost Turner in the offseason. We'll see what they get from J.D. Martinez, what, what's left of him these days. Max Muncy's off to a pretty good start. I still think it's a good lineup. And Vargas, if somebody – this is a case where the stats he's banked already, maybe some in your league, you know, they got frustrated, they cut him. He's starting fresh with you. He's, you know, he's yeah. it's day one – with you and Vargas, I'm going to trust that walk strikeout rate. And that will carry over to my next recommendation. 
I get it. Oakland's maybe the worst team in baseball. It's a sad time in Oakland. They're probably going to lose the team in Oakland. They're going to move somewhere else, yeah. maybe Las Vegas. But Brent Rooker right now, 33% rostered in Yahoo. I don't get it. 333, 444, 725. I know he's not that good. Nobody thinks that. But, again, the walk strikeout rate, 11 walks, 12 strikeouts. He's hit six home runs. He bets third or fourth in admittedly a weak lineup. At least he's got the good lineup real estate. He should be 60% owned, 70% owned, just uh, on the homers and the slash line alone. And, again, the walk strikeout rate offers some buoyancy. I get it. He's a late bloomer, but he was a first-round pick, so we can at least maybe shade him as a post-hype player. Uh, Brent Rooker deserves more respect. Yeah, and he's he's making the quality of contact is really good, too. I, I don't think this is necessarily a fluke. So, uh, sir, And the playing time will be there, too. I think that's important. Uh, to mention as well with a, a lineup that, you know, they can, they'll take all the help they can get. So maybe he finally gets his first extended chance in the majors here and thrives, you know, we'll see. Um, so something positive out of an unfortunate situation. Uh, speaking of someone who's likely to get his first extended opportunity in the majors, Diamondbacks prospect pitcher, mm-hmm. Brandon fought. He, it, it seems he is likely to make his major league debut this weekend. Uh, the Diamondbacks did uh, send Dre Jameson down to AAA uh, and, and fought with someone we talked about in spring training, someone who you could certainly make the case deserved to make the opening day roster. Uh, fought led the minors in strikeouts last season, big workload there, uh, and he's pitched well in AAA to begin the year, had a great start last week, struck out eight batters over seven scoreless innings. I think that Tanner Bybee has, like, the more exciting stuff. I think the ceiling is maybe higher with Bybee, but I think Fock can be a very solid fantasy starter and someone who can help right away. Uh, He does get the Rockies in Colorado this weekend. So are you starting him, you know, right away? Probably not, but I, I think he's a player you should stash now and see how it develops. For sure. And, you know, the strikeout rate jumps off the page, but also, Last year, his walk rate was elite. He struck out 11.7 batters per nine, and he walked 1.8 batters per nine. That's unfair, Mm -hmm. man. 6.6 strikeouts for every walk. Um, 24 years old. Obviously, one of the touted pitching prospects, a guy who may have been stashed in a lot of leagues, but some leagues your format may not be conducive to that. You have to – strikeout upside is exciting. Nice to see the Diamondbacks, another team that's maybe more competitive than they're giving credit for. Uh, they're bringing him up early, and you know half the problem with half the battle with Fad is just pronouncing his name right. It's it's P F A A D T, the P F A A D T. I don't know how Fad comes out of that, but um, I'm going to be watching him uh, the, from every from every pitch. I don't have him anywhere, and I probably wouldn't start him in Colorado, yeah. but he should be rostered in every medium and deep league for yeah. sure, just on the chance of the plausible upside because he, he could, he's going to strike out 10 guys for nine innings. I don't know how much they're going to hit him. I don't know if the control will translate, but he's certainly somebody to to have a circle on. Totally. So he's a young, exciting um, you know, rookie player. I'm going to give you somebody the exact opposite of that. I'm going to give you a catcher in his mid-30s. Okay, Jan Gomes, who I thought was an MVP candidate in a couple of his salad years with Cleveland. Uh, he was an all-star one year. Um, he's kind of fallen on hard times recently. He's, he's age 35 season, but I'm taking this straight from Roto World. The Cubs are 11 and two when when Jan Gomes starts. They're two and nine with Tucker Barnhart, in part because Gomes is hitting 309 with five home runs. Maybe he's got a better rapport with the pitchers. He's certainly hitting. I could easily see him being maybe the two thirds of the time catcher for the Cubs. Again, we talked about them being more competitive than we expected before the season. 
there are maybe seven, eight, ten catchers you can hang your hat on. After that, everybody's trying to figure out what works, and you're yep. going with these short-term things. You, you, you pick up Gomes, see what happens for a couple of weeks, and maybe you end up dropping him. But I think the playing time, okay, we're, so many teams are in strict platoon, you know, 50-50 catching timeshares. This guy yep. catches this pitcher, this guy catches that pitcher. But if Gomes is going to outproduce Barnhart this much, and if the Cubs – kind of fancy themselves as quasi-contenders. Maybe Gomes has a path to 450 at-bats. Maybe it's a path to 20 home runs. Those seem plausible, and that makes him an interesting pickup to me. I'm glad you mentioned the Cubs here. So just a reminder for our listeners and viewers, Sunday morning means MLB Sunday leadoff. Watch exclusive live games all season long on Peacock. This week we're featuring an NL showdown as the Cubs take on the Marlins in South Florida. Catch the action live this Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. I was actually on the, yep. the post-game show uh, from the, the Phillies-Rockies game this past weekend. That was a ton of fun to mix it up with uh, Nick Swisher and, and uh, Ahmed Farid. Uh, they do a great job. Uh, I'm going to do some more betting picks this Sunday. Uh, so looking forward to that. should be a lot of fun. That's outstanding. Yeah, speaking of the A's and Moneyball, right? Nick Swisher was a big part of that book. Yeah. Always one of my favorite. Ohio State, I want to say. Just a, a really cool yep. guy. And, and, and Ahmad Farid, as you mentioned, he was part of our uh, the Roto World baseball, fantasy baseball show we did before the season. Just a great guy and uh, super knowledgeable. And uh, you're a welcome third man to that booth. And I'm glad you're getting some run on Sunday morning. So set those alarm clocks. I know, you know, a lot of people <laughs> like to sleep late on Sunday. Now there's yep. baseball in the a.m. And if you're on the West Coast, you get to get up early, but it's That's worth it. Yeah. Want to watch some Cubs baseball? Want to check out some DJ Short? I'm all for it. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life did you if you could would you when we come through it's true magic because we came to play bring the magic at walt disney world resort if your small business is booming you might say but you should say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we'll help your growing business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The Cubs are frisky. They're an interesting team, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, they have a nice core there. Uh, Nico Horner has been a really, I, I wouldn't say surprise because he was good last year, but taking it to a new level this year, I think he has nine stolen bases already, which is crazy. Um, I don't think either one of us mentioned Matt Mervis on our list. Yeah. Any comment on him? I mean, he's tearing it up, and there, Cosmer has been bad. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think if you want to make a stash of a of a position player, I feel like he's the next one mm-hmm. likely to get the call. You know what I mean? Now that Brett Beatty's up. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah, I know he was added. I know he was added in the Friends and Family League. I think uh, – I think Gray from Rasball scooped him up, and you know I always Smart. say that one of the things you should do, one thing you should do in fantasy is cheat. 
when you see a good manager like Gray pick up somebody ahead of time, you're like you know, Andy <laughs> Barron's wrote about Matt Mervis. It's uh, it's probably go time for Matt Mervis in a lot of leagues. Yep. So I'm going to recommend a closing option here. Will Will Smith with the Rangers. So uh, as of uh, Wednesday morning, Will Smith was available in 72% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, Smith is off to a great start this year. 2-1-6 ERA through nine appearances, 10 strikeouts, three walks. Uh, has two saves, including the most recent one for the Rangers. Jose Leclerc has a zero ERA, but to me, that's very deceptive. Uh, it's been very shaky. Uh, walked seven batters in eight and two-thirds innings, including three on Monday against the Reds, which actually set Will Smith up to lose the game, but I wouldn't really blame it on Smith. Leclerc's velocity is way down so far this year, 94.1 miles per hour on the four-seamer versus 96.5 last year so that's a big red flag to me uh the rangers aren't messing around they're looking to compete this year so i don't think that leclerc has anything close to a stranglehold on this job and if you had to back uh, anyone in this bullpen it's will smith look at his baseball savant page it is just full of red usually that's a really good sign i think you should snag snag smith where you can Totally agree. Uh, no manager is going to live with Leclerc's wildness in the ninth inning. It's just give him a heart attack. He, you know, the walk rate over 20% doesn't fly. The walk strikeout rate is almost even. We like that for a hitter. We hate it for a pitcher. You can't live that way. His expected ERA, Leclerc's, is over three, despite an ERA of zero. So what's going to happen when he actually starts allowing runs? You know, the expected yeah. ERA will probably be like four or five. But, yeah, you got to be proactive in a lot of leagues and, and get before it's obvious to everybody that Smith is the – this is the time to get him now. When you get him for a zero bid or you get him for a pickup, you know, whoever's the worst player in your roster and you don't have to fight the rest of the room for him. Right. Let's be proactive on those save pickups. The last guy I'm gonna not I'm gonna recommend here is a player who doesn't offer a lot of category juice. He doesn't have a lot of power, he'll steal the occasional base. And those can be hard players to roster. But Mauricio Dubon has been the leadoff batter for the Astros, I think 10 straight games. He scored a run in his last eight games. Collectively, he has 11 runs over that period. He won't bat leadoff all season. Eventually, Altuve will come back. But as long as he's batting leadoff in a good lineup, right, he's got Bregman behind him. He's got Alvarez behind him. He's got Tucker behind him, Jose Abreu. It's still, I don't, maybe, maybe the Astros lineup doesn't go deep one to nine, but one to six or one to seven, it's still awfully good. So Anybody who's going to bat lead off for them. I was interested in Chaz McCormick before he got hurt. He's yep. out of the mix now. Uh, Dubon also qualifies at three positions in Yahoo, second base, shortstop, and outfield. So, again, it's hard to roster guys where you think, well, where's the category juice? But you're going to get a plus average here. You're going to get a ton of runs scored. A lot of times when I'm looking for free agent pickups, I'm looking for who's scoring runs, who's got the good lineup real estate. Dubon has that right now. I'm not saying he's going to help you all season, but I think he's a good pickup until Jose Altuve comes back. Yeah, it's sitting atop that lineup, which, you know, I, they don't have, they're not firing on all cylinders right now, but it's still a good place to be. Uh, I think the I think Dubon is a fascinating player because he's just up there hacking right now and it's working, you know, so fine, you know, ride the hot hand here. I don't think there's going to be a ton of power or speed, but volume at the top. I mean, that's always a, always a, a great thing. Uh, quick reminder here. Download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. Definitely go check that out. So NFL draft coming up on Thursday night. Uh, very excited about that. Always, always a fun spectacle. 
uh, should be plenty of interesting storylines coming out of, out of that. So I wanted to surprise you for a, for a second here, Scott, and sure. do our own draft. I know you're a huge music fan, so sure. I figured you'd be down for this. Let's uh, quickly draft our favorite album covers. What do you think about this? I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. I, I'm going to let you take a second and think about it, and then you will get the first pick. We will each pick... How about we each pick three? What do you think? Uh, three, four, doesn't matter to me. Yeah, why don't we each pick three? Uh, yeah, I wanted to do some kind of fun draft because I think in the past, you and I did a Radiohead favorite songs draft. Is that right? I think That's we correct. did something like that. We did, yeah? we did. I, I'm, all, I'm all for Radiohead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, take a second to think about it because I, I know I caught you off guard here, but I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun to do this. I want to give you the number one overall pick, Scott. Yeah, we should do this periodically. I used this was a big part of uh, when I had the fantasy baseball podcast on Yahoo. We ended it with drafts, and sometimes we drafted really silly things. Andy Barons and I drafted letters of the alphabet. Uh, Fred Zinke <laughs> and I drafted our favorite Freds. Uh, we, we we deemed Zinke ineligible, uh, but uh, that was fun. <laughs> I'm going to start with Abbey Road, um, which is my favorite Beatles album. And I, my dog is actually named Abby, and it's A-B-B-E-Y in reference to Abbey Road. The Beatles, the Beatles album covers are great. I mean, Revolver's mm -hmm. a great album cover. Um, Rubber Soul's a great album cover. Obviously, Sgt. Pepper is a, is a famous album cover. The White Album, there's nothing on that album, as they tell us in Spinal Tap. But uh, Abbey Road is my favorite Beatles album. It's a timeless cover. Uh, I'm going to start with that. All right. Uh, so for me, when I think of iconic uh album covers and i think of just albums that stood out to me in kind of my formative years i would have to say the debut album from the from the ramones it's just four dudes standing there with that iconic type font of the white and then it's a black and white cover of just these four skinny guys in in jeans and leather jackets it's so simple but so timeless uh and yeah, it stands the test of time and it's something that has been copied again and again in rock music, but that debut from the Ramones is my pick. A great pick, uh, a classic pick. Can't go wrong with that. Um, my second choice, I'm, I'm gonna pick, this is, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna pick the, the cover of Rumors but by Fleetwood mm. Mac, but I also, I, I tie that into the Rolling Stone cover of the band all in bed together. Rumors is a great example of the most powerful, um, the most powerful creative muse is emotional pain. And rumors was an album where two relationships, two longtime relationships in the band were dissolving. And basically Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks couldn't handle each other anymore. And the McVees were in the process of, of divorcing. And yet they recorded an album during it. And, uh, and it was a fabulous album. And, um, you, you know, I don't know if all of our listeners understand just how cool it was going to record stores and thumbing through the albums. You know, I, I, you would just go there to hang out. You'd go there sometimes to meet people. Uh, it, it was just such a great vibe. Um, some of this is captured in the in the John Cusack movie High Fidelity, based on the Nick Hornby book. But I, you know, I, I grew up bookstores and music stores were my jam growing up. Anyway, Rumors, uh, a timeless album. My, my good friend Steve Gleason is actually forming a, a band that's going to play all Fleetwood Mac and Heart songs. I'm really excited to see them. But 
the band couldn't stand each other anymore. And it came a, a great album came out of it. A classic album cover came out of it. An unbelievable Annie Leibovitz uh, Rolling Stone cover. She's you know, the most famous rock photographer of all time came out of it. So it's going to be my second choice. Yeah, we should say something. You know, there's there is something to be said for having a physical product. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think these days, you know, everything's on Spotify. It's digital. It's a la carte, yeah. right? Nobody yeah. cares like what song, what order the songs are in anymore. And, you know, um, the two great Fleetwood Mac albums, Fleetwood Mac and then Rumors, the first song on the first album was um, Monday Morning and the first song on the second album was Secondhand News. I, I can't imagine any other song being first. Right. REM's one of my all-time favorite bands. The sequencing mattered to them. Now it's like, okay, well, I like this song. I don't like that song. I yep. like this song. I don't like that song. There's no turning over the album anymore. There's no side one. There's no side two. And in a lot of ways, it's great, DJ. If you recommend a song to me, I can play it in three seconds. You know, I can mm-hmm. find it immediately on Spotify or on YouTube or whatever. You know, I don't have to buy anything anymore. I just pay for a subscription. That's great. But I think right. you, you've lost the idea of the the album in your hands, something tangible, the liner notes. Uh, I think something, as we mentioned, the artwork is just, you know, it was a huge part of it. I, I still have in my, my family's old house, which we're in the process of selling, I still have a bunch of albums in the in the attic that I got to go claim before we, we give up the house. But um, it's, it's different now. In a lot of ways, it's better. But in, in some yeah. ways, I, I pine for what we don't have anymore. Yeah, next up for me, you know, speaking of artwork, Andy Warhol, uh, the cover uh-huh. of Velvet Underground and, and Nico, just very simple, has has the banana. <laughs> they peel the banana on the cover, uh, you know, the pop art of Andy Warhol, of course. Um, but the album's great, too. But when you're thinking about iconic album covers, like that's got to be a top 10 right there with, you know, anything the Beatles uh, put out. So that's my, my second choice. I'm just going to, because these drafts are silly, I'm just going to be completely silly with my third pick. And I'm going to take um, the Black Album by Spinal Tap. Uh, I guess it was Smell the Glove, where they had a, a very risque cover. And it got it's, – it's, of course, the mockumentary movie that Rob Reiner made. They had a cover that had a you know a, a risque cover. They, they got banned. So they said, well, it's just you – know, what about the White Album? There's nothing on that album. So they come up with an album that's totally black. And you know right. how black was it? No more black. That's my probably my funniest movie I've ever seen. It's, it's all tongue in cheek. It, it invents the mockumentary document uh, style that we saw. All those other Christopher Guest movies that um, that were made. It's it's kind of the precursor of The Office. You know, Steve Carell, that great mockumentary style, which which I think is so fabulous. And then The Strokes. If you want to compare it to a real album, The Strokes came out with an album called Is This It, which is fabulous. Uh, yeah. you must love Is This It. That's right in your wheelhouse. Uh, that was going to be my choice. Really? That's just so funny because that yeah. album, one of their album covers, they have two different covers for it, but yeah. one of them is a t- total homage and a total yeah. nod to Spinal Tap. And but plus, it's such a great record, right? It's one of my favorite albums of the last 20 years. Maybe we could do a yes. draft of the best music of the last 20 years so I could talk about yeah. Block Party and, and Pete Yorn and the Strokes and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, so I guess it's a combo pick. It's a little bit of it's a little bit of Spinal Tap. It's a little bit of the Strokes. Uh, that's how I'll finish up this fun draft. Yeah, I, I let me think about my final pick here because this is I'm having a hard I've time. I've sniped you. I've sniped you in our album draft. This is a great moment for you, our podcast. You did, you did. But I, I think I will. Huh, this is I, I'm actually trying to decide right now between uh, David Bowie covers, <laughs> uh, album covers. But so I probably REM go covers. I almost picked. I almost picked Fables of the Reconstruction, which is my favorite REM album, and also my favorite REM album cover. I mean, there's so many I like. The uh, Aladdin Sane, I like uh, David Bowie and Ziggy Stardust. Like, just 
so creative uh, and really for years. I mean, you could go on and on, like, you know, 20 years worth of like really creative album covers. I almost picked uh, the Clash London Calling, the great, the great yeah. photo of the, the guitarist just smashing his guitar into the ground. Yeah, and, and the, cover. that's a great cover. Uh, and the Clash one, the font from that is from an Elvis Presley album, right? That's right. So many Rolling Stone covers I could have picked too. Exile on Main yeah. Street is classic. Sticky Fingers, you want to go back to Warhol. Um, that's fantastic. Um, and what, what a ridiculous amount of song, great music they put out that great 10 cover, right. Of a Pearl yeah. jam who I yep. love that the, their original name was Mookie Blaylock. Wouldn't it be cool yes. if they were still Mookie <laughs> Blaylock? Um, but who wore number 10, by the way, a shout out to John Greco, my good friend who's seen Pearl jam like 150 times. It feels like, but, um, a lot of you two covers are great. Joshua Tree's a great cover. Oh yeah. Iconic for Octum sure. Baby. Great cover. Yeah. Uh, love it. Love it. We'll have to do more of these in the future, but I want us just to do a quick draft since drafts are on everybody's mind right now. So uh, thanks for, thanks for. Uh, Did you actually you know. pick somebody? Who was your final pick? I picked, uh, I picked a David Bowie cover. I, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with David Bowie and Ziggy Stardust where he yeah, just had. The best song in the seventies is, is in my mind is Ziggy Stardust. Every garage band should cover Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. I'm, hey, I'm into that. I'm into that. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, uh, I know I caught you off guard, but hey, I know I figured I you wouldn't it. mind. I welcome it, man. I, my favorite part of any podcast is when we go off subject. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Uh, so we'll be back next Monday. We'll talk weekend headlines. We'll talk uh, weekend fab, any interesting ads from the weekend. But until then, uh, see you next time, Scott. Remember to subscribe to Circling the Bases wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review if you like what you're hearing. Also, follow us on Twitter if you don't already. Scott is at Scott Pianowski, at Scott underscore Pianowski on Twitter. I'm at DJ Short. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. <gasps> it's Jean foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away. Throw our last Crunch Berry. No! No one steals my Crunch Berries. I think you mean my Crunch Berries. Choose your own Crunch Venture with Captain Crunch. your small business is booming and ready to expand, you might say something like, It's happening! Yeah. Crushed it. But if you need someone who can actually help protect your growing business, just say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, your State Farm agent can help you get the coverage you need for your new space. For your small business insurance needs, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <laughs> 